You have to be malleable. What a word. <laughs> You've got to be malleable. Wow. Did he play for Newcastle in the 90s? <laughs> Asprey, you're malleable up front. Yeah. Gavilar Hardy, episode 24 of Camera Chat and Coffee. How are you? I'm good. Episode 24, I feel like we should have the Jack Bauer bit flips from 24. How many podcasts make it to 24? Well, we had, uh, I don't know if you remember, you probably don't, but, uh, and I don't even know if it was on the last episode, but I was talking about how I think 95% of podcasts don't get over seven episodes. Is that right? I do remember. Um, now, so in some ways, in some ways, I think it's amazing that we've got to 24. Um, in, in some ways, it's a bit disappointing because we've taken about three years to get there. Possibly, yes. What a ride. <laughs> <laughs> what a ride. Three, in my case, three years, 28 cameras, probably about 42 lenses. Jesus, it's ridiculous, isn't it? And I think I think I've moved. I think I've lived in three three different places. In that you probably you you knew you've moved as well. As well. It's like between this, it's five different houses. <laughs> this is this is getting very nostalgic straight away. But yeah, so you've had forty two lenses, twenty eight cameras. I've had about um, one camera and seventeen photo books, and two Yay. houses. There we go. There we go. Beautiful. Don't don't buy books, buy gear. No, don't buy gear, buy books. That's it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Can we can we make separate t-shirts that can that flip that exact message? <gasps> Maybe. I tell you what. When we get um, considering we've taken twenty four, uh, well, about three years to do twenty four episodes. Maybe another five <laughs> years we will get some t-shirts. Or we take twenty four years to do the next three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> How many cameras? How many cameras would you have gone through? Oh, it's 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 unquantifiable say that again gav because you you uh there's a bit of feedback say unquantifiable again what a word Un unquantifiable beautiful beautiful I, I think i think james cameron could write a film about the number of cameras i have in that time anyway gav right straight into it as, <laughs> straight always, into it. as always um how have you been um you've been you've been very prolific on the gram on the uh, yes i have i have um i'm i've got into quite a good photo place actually weirdly i suppose but maybe not weirdly because uh freed of the constraints of normal working life um and 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 having absolutely nothing to do for over a year i've taken to making sure that every single day i do ten thousand steps um and always taking my camera with me which has turned me into a prolific street photographer. And how have you? We're getting getting a bit serious straight away. But um, and how have you? Have you felt um, in terms of your mental health and well-being doing that? Just because it's um, it's a big deal getting into some kind of routine. If you're not working, it's very simple or very easy to get into that kind of slump of not doing anything, just watching TV and, and wasting your days. But has that has that really helped? Yeah, massively, ma massively. And it wasn't, it was an unconscious thing at first, to be honest. I, thanks to the modern technology that we have, my, my phone, I, I, you know, when you're just on your phone looking through random stuff because you're bored. And I suddenly noticed that I'd, I'd averaged like, or I'd done, I'd, I suddenly noticed my step count. 
in like uh, in, in January at the start of the year or in the end of December, I suddenly noticed my step count, and I was and I, I started going back, and I realised that from some way after after the initial lockdown period and sitting indoors a lot and being you know quite like you know bad headspace because you're worrying about everything, I suddenly noticed that my steps had gone up and up and up, and I was like, well, okay, for legal reasons, you get an hour make the most of it and i and i set myself literally a little goal to do ten thousand step average every month for this year um and of course that's where photography comes into it massively as well because it gives you a reason to go out i mean they, they kind of they bounce off each other really nicely i go out to take photos because that makes me feel good doing the ten thousand steps is making me feel good so and then of course if there are some days where i'm not feeling up to it and I'll look and maybe I went out for a coffee in the morning, but I've only done, say, 4,300 steps. I'm like, OK, look, you've got to drag yourself out. It might be seven in the evening and you're tired or you can't be bothered, but go out. You've not really taken a photo today and you've got those steps to do. And I'll go out and they like I say, they bounce with each other. You end up coming back with a photo because you've taken your camera out. You end up getting a photo that you might not have even got because you'd have just stayed in and watched friends again for another three hours. Have you found that? Obviously, you live in Deal, the, the sleepy seaside town of Deal. Have you felt that you've got completely different or noticed completely different things or just that lovely, just like you said, that lovely, happy accident of things falling into place because you are out and about, because you've actually been bothered to go out? Well, firstly, the Ibiza of Kent. OK, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, secondly, yeah, yeah well, uh, it, it's... I mean... Uh, it's a combination, isn't it? It's, yeah, some days it's a happy accident. You go out, you take a camera. To be honest, like, obviously, because I have so many different cameras, uh, that actually really, as much as it's kind of funny, and sometimes you can go, that's ridiculous, you don't need all those cameras. They actually all have a little purpose. So some days when I really can't be bothered to go out and take a photo, but I know I've got to go out and do my 10,000 steps, I take the little Rico with me, the little Rico GR3. And I just put that in my pocket and it is literally the most pocketable but powerful camera you can get, I think, with a fixed 28 mil. And it's such a good focal length for street photography. And because I've had lots of time to play with it, I really tapped into how you can use it for, to, its, to its utmost potential. For example, snap focus, where literally you can just like everything from a certain focal length is in focus if you put it in, say, like F8. And it, it works. It does the maths for you. Right. Right. There's some days when you can't be bothered, but you just want to go out and maybe grab something and, you know, or just loiter, you, you know, you, you, you just, think, loiter. Wait just loiter, just loiter menacingly. In some ways, you know, you're loitering on the corner with Eureka. Some, some could say that you were chasing light. Oh, whilst I'm sipping coffee, man. <laughs> Don't you, this, 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 have we got a fine? Is it like a, like a swear jar? Oh, I'll tell you what, light. maybe that's, that's a cracking idea. Anytime we're really cliched about photography. Um, a light jar. Yeah, <laughs> a light jar. We could have like, um, you know, on the film show on, on Radio 5 Live, they have a code of conduct that you should. Um, yes. uh, and, and we should have a code of conduct on this podcast that you can't say certain things without yes. putting Tempe into the light jar. We, we, uh, yeah, definitely. Let's, let's, let's number one then. Number one rule. We can't say chasing light. Yeah. Chasing light. Which we, we, I'll go with that. The funny thing is that if you, um, you obviously follow me on Instagram, the other day I posted, uh, uh, um, I posted and, and I literally kind of, without saying chasing light, I literally talked about the whole subject of 
how how important light is to street photography. Mm, mm. Because it is, you, you're like gagging yourself over there. But but it is, and no, but it wasn't. It wasn't about chasing the light. It was. Do I have to put in just for saying it? Right. It, it was about how the light, the different light, can dictate the types of photographs you take. For example, if it's a really hard light especially right now, a huge trend in street photography is to literally wait for someone to walk into a shard of light, you know, like a little, like a little spotlight. That, that hasn't been done, has it? I, I think, I think I've invented it. Oh, okay. Because it's I, a new I, thing I, I came up with. I certainly haven't seen it. So, so yeah, you wait for something to, to come in, come into the light. Now, if it, and, and also it dictates you, obviously, your editing as well. Generally, harder light, you, you're going to see black and whites, aren't you? Because you've got that nice, that juicy contrast. If it's a really great day, you're not going to look for that sort of photo, are you? you, you I think, if anything, you have to work a little bit harder and you, because you've got to kind of... Yeah, if, if it's soft light, there's no contrast. So you've always got to... Yeah, you just basically... I, the, what I, when I'm doing um, photography workshops, I always say never trust a photographer, full stop, no. Never, never trust a photographer that um, says, oh, I didn't go out shooting because the light wasn't great today because the, the light will dictate what's... Uh, what's good to shoot and what isn't good to shoot basically so you just have yeah. to you have to be malleable what a word Malle you've got to be malleable wow. did he play for newcastle in the 90s <laughs> asprey are malleable up front yeah he was just he was just in the pocket behind asprey if he was <laughs> um i had to do it sorry okay. um like, i think i'm always going to throw a newcastle <laughs> 90s reference in there probably best Probably best. Um, I know more about that than I mean. I don't really support Newcastle, but I know more about that than photography. So, um, but the only thing that doesn't change, I was going to say, the only thing that doesn't change is, is if it's a really hard light kind of day, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to convert that shot to black and white. Whereas if it's a kind of soft light, grayish day, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to convert that to black and white because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just looks better. It's so true. The it's only so true. time. With street photography, I don't know, it just works more. But no, if obviously if there's a colourful scene, you're going to go with colour, aren't you? But um, well, at yeah. the moment, because England is kind of grey or like that hard light with thick clouds that it's kind of shooting through, you you kind of, I don't know, black and white just works for me. Yeah, certainly does. Certainly does. Sue um, me. Sue me, yeah, yeah. Um, and just, just before we go on to the next um, part of the podcast... I think it's a good time to talk about your photography workshops because you're offering photography workshops. Uh, I, I didn't see that coming. I, I, I am doing, I am, yes, uh, where I talk about things like chasing light. And, um, it's chasingthelight.com. Go there. Chasingthelight.com um, forward slash light chasing. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's actually just gavinhardy.com if, if you want to know. Um, I'm taking I'm taking emails registrations for it. I'm obviously because of lockdown and everything and restrictions and rules changing. I'm yet to put the dates out there. So uh, yeah, I mean the whole idea being it's a it's a meet up, you know. And obviously at the moment, if if, if I I'm I'm looking to get some dates in May to start to start the ball rolling. Um, yeah, with with my kind of trying to get my philosophy across as to how to go out there and take and enjoy street photography enjoy going out for ten thousand steps making the most of your walk um and just taking the, and, and also like like trying i mean i'm one of the one of the biggest things that i remember years ago 
changing in my, my mindset of going out street photography was not going out there to try and get 100, 200 great photos. It was trying to come back with one great photo, you know, that trying to come like literally. So you could walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and you might end up with a load of photos and they're all okay. Or you could use that exact same time, slow yourself down, find a good spot, wait for something to happen and you'll come up with one good photo. So yeah, so yeah, gavinhardy.com and um, or you can message me on Instagram. Cracking, cracking. Um, on, on that subject of coming back with a decent photo, um, I've never done that, so it'd be really interesting to um, to find out a bit about that. No, but um, that's a lie. You took one of me. <laughs> yes, I, did. I did. It was uh, that was on my uh, trusty old Pentax bit of window light coming in, camera right. Beautiful. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yeah, coming back. Do you find that because you're taking, especially the last few months, you've probably taken more street photos than any any time probably in your photographic career because you've actually got time to do it. Do you yes. find that you're taking, in a weird kind of way, less keepers because you're out so much and your standard has gone up? Or do you find that um, you're taking more keepers because your standards have come down? <laughs> I, I Honestly, I have, I like most photographers, we're all our biggest critics, aren't we? And I think, I think that's a good thing as well. I mean, it, to, to be self-critical is good because it means that you're never fully happy with what you've done. And you're the next time you go out shooting, you want to get better. You know, it's a, it's a competitive thing, isn't it? I think in the last year I've taken better street photos than at any time in my life because I'm going out so much and I'm and going out a lot in the same sleepy little town. I'm really having to look for the alternative I'm having to wait. I'm not chasing. I'm not going to say it. Oh. I'm not chasing. But I'm, it's not even like I'm not chasing the photo. I'm waiting because I'm going to the same places. I'm waiting for the photo to come to me, so to speak. Oh. And yeah, I, I yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Oh. Um, uh, and I do, I do feel like I've actually, yeah, I've had, I've had a pretty good year, to be honest. And I think that's what's given me the, the confidence to do the workshop because you realise actually you're not shit. Mm, mm. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, I have. Well, I uh, that was uh, yeah. That's that's interesting to hear. Um, I find that sometimes I totally agree. Actually, I think that if you if you're going out more often, so I've started the last few months. I've started a, a another sort of project that's going to be very long term, maybe two to four to five years. Um, but it's all about um, it's, it's not very original, but it's all about the seaside um, and the different seasons um, and how basically it changes from season to season um, and it's basically but what I love about it is because it's just me walking around with a camera which is which is the really sort of fun part um, there's no pressure and because it is um, a very long-term project um, it can be yeah if you're going out once a week that's great if you're going out twice a week but the more the, the point I'm making in a really laboured way is the more the more and more you go out the less pressure per shoot you have so you can, if you do go out and come back with nothing, especially on if I'm shooting film, which I am for this project, um, it's very common that I don't take any photos because it costs money and it's just not worth it. Yeah. So, Wait. but if you are if you are making a special effort to go out, there's less pressure per shoot, which means, um, like you said, you can really wait for those photos to come to you. Yeah, I know you mentioned this when we met up for, for the first time in a long time. Was it last week? Yeah. And you had your lovely, your lovely Pentax, and we had the the incident where the the horse almost gave it to a dog on the oh. beach. <laughs> oh, this, I mean, but 
it, the, what, the point yeah. I was going to make was obviously you were you were taking your time. You weren't because obviously you're shooting film. You are because you and you've got so much film. You were taking your time to get the photo that you really want. Uh, yeah, I, I I made a point of at the start of the shoot saying I think I've got one photo left before my next roll of film. It yeah. turns out I had three or four, but anyway. Um, Gavlar, let's go on to our recommended photographers. Benjamin Film One. <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing a project on film, and uh, yeah. I personally can't bloody wait to see it. <laughs> plus, he plus. He keeps winning these movie awards. He's, he's a bloody legend, that guy. But he's too nice to even mention it. So I'm going to mention it by talking about it right now. <laughs> go on, go on, ha- go on, come on. T- tell, tell us about the porch. I don't, did we cover the porch last time? Um, well, no, well, no, we wouldn't have done because it was in pre-production at that time. Right. Um, One minute. Give, give us, give us the porch. Okay. And the the um the the is it festival? What's the the awards? The recommendations yeah i don't know if you've heard of the oscars or the golden globes gav i thought you were talking about can the other day oh lovely stuff lovely stuff so well thank you gav thank you gav i wasn't going to mention it but as you brought it up let's let's talk about my short film called the porch it's, 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 an, it's an awesome thing the fact that you write it you put it all together you know you know i think it's bloody brilliant so okay. yeah go for it so the porch uh, we filmed in September. It's an eight-minute short film uh, that talks, uh, well, that tells a story of um, Mike, who basically needs to get to a date, but he gets himself locked in his porch. So the whole film is: will he or won't he get to the date? And lots of uh, and lots of semi-funny things happen on that day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been really well received. Um, it's got into as it stands. It's got a uh, it's got a five star review online. It's got into four festivals, um, and there's still hopefully more to come. I'm, I'm, I've been on the radio a couple of times discussing it, which is nice. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been it's been really nice. And like I keep on saying, once you've once you've written a script and and you film it and then you edit it, you're so close to the project in terms of it's, it's so it's a sort of a part of your life for so long. You don't even know if it's good or bad. Um, I yeah, always say yeah, yeah. it's it's like when you start saying a word over and over again, it loses its meaning. This project yeah, yeah, yeah. just loses its meaning. So to have that um, the, the positive things happen after it, it just makes it makes it all worthwhile but also not just from an ego point of view but also we had a really nice tight-knit six-person crew and it's the fact that they all gave up their time including you Gav um, for you know a couple of days um, and it's just really nice to sort of put on the whatsapp group hey, we went to another festival yeah. um, and just to keep that momentum going and then when we right. can we can all go out for nice drinks and, and kind of celebrate what we've achieved. Yeah, like, like like I said, the fact that you write it all, you know, this is your second, this is your second short film. Um, you pull it, you pull the whole thing together, and like I think for, for everyone involved, bearing in mind last year was such a, um, for want of a more poetic term, festering turd. <laughs> it was such a big, it was such an an awesome weekend, and um, and yeah, I, you, you, in the, and it is great, and it's so cool, and like this is your second you know i'm so excited for the for the third especially now that you've revealed to me the location <laughs> which which i'm literally like i don't know i mean i don't even know what to charge i'm so excited <laughs> about the location where, where is it then 
Is it Vegas? The, the location for the next short film that I'm writing is going to be Gav's front room. We're going, <laughs> we're going, yeah, we're, we're blowing the budget and we're renting Gav's front room. Uh, more, more details to follow on that. Uh, but if any, yeah. just just a really quick, cheap plug. If anybody who hasn't seen do it, it, go to uh, Vimeo.com and then search um, Benjamin Film Productions, and it will be there. There's also a link on my Instagram, which is at Benjamin Film One. Yes, Good. do it. All right, that's that's that. We've we've covered your workshops. We've covered your. Um, we've covered my short film. We've done we've done all the uh, the publicity. Now we can talk about photographers that we love. Um, Gav, have you got one? Benjamin Film one time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's too obvious a joke. Right, um, Ben, you have one. Go for it. So I'm going to talk about Mark Wilson today. Have you heard of him, Gav? I am literally on Instagram now. Yeah. Searching Mark. Is that, Mark is that Mark Wilson. with a K or a C? Uh, uh, with a C. So Mark Wilson photo um, on Instagram. He's... I. I heard about him on another podcast actually he was interviewed but he does these long-term really long-term photo projects um and really deep ones as well so there's one about the holocaust which yeah, just, uh, just clicked on that first one i clicked on yeah yeah um and there's also one called the uh, wounded landscape and travelogue one and you can get as i'm just reading it here you can um, get all the photo books from his website so um if you if you like what you what we're talking about here Obviously, you can just go and follow him and and buy lots of his books. But yeah, really, what I love about his um, his work is it's very well because of the subject. It's incredibly moving. Um, he shoots on medium format, I believe, um, but there's a, just a real incredible atmosphere and feel to his work, um, and born out um, from from the subject matter. Um, he he spends an incredibly long time doing it. Um, very simple composition, um, quite minimalist, easy for me to say in some ways, mm. quite a lot of straight lines. Um, but yeah, it's really, really inspiring and beautiful work. And I think that nice. especially with, because I'm doing a, I don't know if I mentioned it, I'm doing a long-term project at the moment. Um, it's, That's wrong film. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah but because, because I'm doing a, or focusing on a long-term project at the moment, stuff like this is really inspiring and, and hearing him speak about his work he's a very good talker so yeah i would recommend him just a first first port call instagram and then uh, see where you go from there but yeah mark wilson photo with a c is mine okay okay well i, I do actually have one it's one i don't think i've mentioned before um okay. he's a right do, i've always i've always said laker but Laker. he's a Laker ambassador i always get that wrong um his name's alan shawler Right. I don't know if you have you heard of him. I have heard of him, but I don't know where. Well, he's he's quite he's quite a big deal. Like I say, like our ambassador. Um, the, firstly, uh, the reason the reason I like his work, if you only have to go and look at his work to see why I like his work. Um, it's Alan underscore S C H A L L E R. Um, huge following. He's a black and white Leica ambassador, street photographer. His work is incredible. Uh, everything I talked about earlier with regard to hard light, shadow, stuff like that is, I'm not one for following too many photographers and tr trying to be, I'm I never want to try to be someone. I always think it's dangerous to follow too many photographers because you end up trying to be something that you're not. However, I also get the whole concept of getting inspiration from other people's work. And he is one of those. Um, brilliant. Um, I don't know why I've never mentioned him before, but it's the reason I followed him, found him, was because... Um, 
many years ago, I was in Brick Lane um, and I'd asked this um, very grizzled old guy sitting outside a cafe if I could take his photo. And he kind of just gave me a little nod. Didn't really say much, gave me a little nod. And I went, is that a yes? <laughs> so uh, he went, sort of nodded again. I was like, okay. So I crouched down and basically his dog went mental. You know, just constant barking, 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 barking. And I'm like, okay, grab the photo. Thanks, big thumbs up, go. I turn to walk off and about sort of like 40 yards down the road, I see a guy and his mate chuckling. And I walked towards him smiling and he went, you're right. I went, yeah, 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 dog wasn't up for that, was he? And he went, no, no. He said, I think, I, he said, I photographed him before. And we walked and talked and that was Alan Shawler. Right. That was okay. Alan, that was Alan Shawler. And it was a very kind of cool moment that when I went on Instagram and looked and he, he was just a really nice guy. He just chatted to me like, a, you know, it was, um and, and like a like a human being which i am um and yeah and i and i find out that he's actually quite a big deal in the Leica world um but every you look at his instagram stories you you look at his work he seems just, just like from my from my interaction just a nice guy but also a damn good photographer uh, a good combination a good photographer and a good person exactly uh, yeah between the two of us we get there <laughs> but which one's which um yeah so i'm just looking at, I'm, I'm a dick yeah i'm just looking at his instagram now and yeah i was probably i probably should have heard of him because he's got nearly a million followers so but his his work is yeah really i mean all black and white that i can see um yeah incredible composition very clean lines um, there's one yeah. photo that i absolutely love the top left of his grid at the moment it's basically a self-portrait of his shadow where it's really yeah. harsh and harsh light, long shadows. It's just genius. Love that composition. Well, for, so, so for me, what, what I love is the fact that whilst it is a lot of it is is that real thought out, mm. like look at the light, but there is some just genuinely lovely street stuff. Like you, they're not not far down from that. It's the one of the dogs. I mean, yeah. it's just it's and but it's just a beautiful photo, isn't it? Okay, it's just some some dogs on the street. I don't know whether they're his dogs. I can't remember, but. Um, yeah you scroll through that and it's just some and, and so it's not just all like really composed art it's a combination of that and just really lovely street photography so yeah definitely worth a look yeah amazing okay well i'm gonna, I'm gonna follow him and i am going to check out his work so yeah great choice and um really nice that he's a nice guy exactly lovely guy does does make a difference doesn't it i think we've rambled on for far too long but this has been episode 24 it's been a belter it's been a beauty mate to be honest i haven't mentioned your beard which i need to in every single episode which is looking fantastic um yeah yeah it's been very good hopefully um people listen and like it well i think the i think i think the listening millions will love this they'll lap it up listening um, millions. But what, yeah, but and the, the most probably the, the most exciting thing about this podcast is we've started a code of conduct for photographers, which I think is really exciting. So number one on the list is we cannot say uh, chasing the light. Are you agreed? I'm 100% in. OK, Gavlar, yeah. where can people find you on the socials? Um, at Gov Hardy things. Um, I think you just said my... Gov, Gov Hardy. It's just basically I, ha I have a thing where by the, by i'm getting so lazy i can't bother to open my mouth properly so do you want to do that again <laughs> gav where can people find you on the socials ben why are you laughing when you say that <laughs> um at gav hardy things 
Um, and um, my wedding work is at Gavio Photo. And I will mention the other page for the workshop again, which is the www.gavinhardy.com. Old school website, gavinhardy.com. Perfect. Um, and I am at ben? Benjamin Film. And I am at Benjamin Film One on on the gram. Uh, all right, Gav, we'll we'll leave it there. It's been an absolute pleasure, um, and we'll speak v soon. <laughs>